You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. We just came off of this holiday season, and for many of us, you know... (sighs) The holidays get overshadowed by the commercialism of it. You know, our churches are filled, we're packed, we see new faces, and then they go away, maybe until Easter, and then they come back. But why is it that we should have such joy about the birth of Christ? Yes, and, and, you know, we all get caught up in it, and some of us in a very negative way, like, oh, no, you know, relatives to put up with, all this stuff we have to do, and... And and just taking the time to realize the excitement of what was going on from God's perspective with the birth of Christ. And and honestly, historically, we're going to touch on that today. Historically, um, it should have been a time back, way back when, when when the birth of Christ uh, should have brought overwhelming relief and joy to the Jews who were living at that time. Why? Because uh, uh, God uh, didn't surprise the world with, with this birth of Jesus. He announced it thousands of years before the birth of Christ through prophecies that were recorded by the prophets through, uh, of course, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And there were over 300 prophecies or promises God made, not only that a Savior was coming, but his name would be Jesus, and and uh, all these details about, about the coming Messiah, the Savior of the world, and for some reason, they missed it. Um, they, they were looking for a king. And, and it is so interesting. They were looking for a way to get out rather than dealing with their own sin. And I think that's the underlining story of humanity. Uh, uh, but, but from God's perspective, he's looking up at the sin issue. And, and when we see and we read in Genesis how Adam and Eve you know, they didn't really believe in God, but but yet they trusted in Satan's promise. They met with Satan, and, and he said, look, why do you believe God? How do you know he's true? Putting doubt in their mind. And then he said, you can become his gods. And and uh, they, they disobeyed what they knew about God. God said, no, don't go there, and they went there anyway. And, and they're in their unbelief in him, <clears throat> in the belief of what Satan told them they could become God, was sin in the eyes of God. And God sets the parameters of what is good and what is evil, and they just cross that line. And their sin resulted in an eternal, forever broken relationship with God. And as a result, all humanity from that point on was born as sinners in need of a Savior, every one of us included. For we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every sim- single human being ever to come on this earth sinned and was in need of a Savior. And it's serious because the wages of sin are death. That's eternal death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that's Romans 6. But <clears throat> in the meantime... The Jews missed that, 
and and God, you know, he's so patient, so kind, and so compassionate that that he began to prophesy. He began to send out pro, uh, uh, prophecies through his prophets. He began to to uh, announce the coming of a savior. And he started this way back in Genesis 3, just after they sinned. And, and God prophesied then that a woman would give birth to, to the one, capital O, which, who is Jesus, who will defeat Satan, uh, making it possible for people to be saved from their sins. Again, the issue with God is sin and grace uh, that he can offer. But for humanity, we just want stuff to go away. We don't care so much about the sin. But Genesis 3 says this, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all live, uh, livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all of the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. Now, now he's talking about the Savior uh, from Mary, the woman. And here, here it is, the promise of what we celebrate on Christmas. You know, he is now saying way back when, thousands and thousands of years before the birth of Christ, this is coming. And Christ, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. The first mention of the Savior of Jesus will be coming. And we see this, 300 of them. Uh, probably one of the most direct ones is from Micah. 750, uh, 750,000 years before, uh, 750 years before Christ, that Jesus would be born specifically in Bethlehem. He says, but you, O Bethlehem, are too little uh, to be among the clans of Judah. For from you shall come forth the one who is to rule in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. There, So talking about, wow, the eternal one, the eternal one is coming and he will be born in Bethlehem. Just amazes me. But I think one of the more familiar ones is Isaiah of the prophecies that so detailed, Isaiah uh, 9, 6 through 7, this, I, I, it's just incredible. Another, uh, I, another one that is 700 years before the birth of Christ. And Isaiah says this, inspired, of course, by God, to give hope to people that a time is coming when the Savior will come. And he says this, Isaiah speaks this, for unto us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, in the peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the time forth and evermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And what he's saying is God will make this happen. And if ever there was a time of hope, it came through the prophets. Just just amazing how accurate 
uh, and wonderful the birth of Christ is because there should have been no surprises to anyone. Uh, God made it so clear, but yet so many miss it. I know it is fascinating when you look at all of the prophecies and you realize only one person fulfilled every single one of them to the letter. And you pointed out too, Nancy, that when we look at the history of the people of Israel with all of their disbelief and their disobedience, that they would seem like the least likely choice for God to make them his people, but he did. And now through prophecy, as we look both forward and as, you know, we're here, we're, we're, we're through the prophecy, we look backwards now, we can begin to recognize the significance of the birth of Christ and God's relentless love. Take us back to Genesis 12 and 15 and, and talk to yeah. us about Abraham. I love Abraham's story. This story, I think, is just the turnkey to understanding not only the heart of God and and the compassion of God and the love of God, uh, but uh, determines our destiny, essentially. Because, and and I would encourage everybody to go back and, and read those chapters, especially Genesis 12 and 15, where God told Abraham that he would make him the first Jew uh, you know, the, the kingpin of the uh, generation, a great generation of people that would come uh, from him. And that includes what he said in there is the promised seed, capital, which means, which means savior. So he was making very clear, very clear to Abraham, listen, you know, I'm going to promise you a nation. And and in that time, he also gave him the land of Canaan. And, and then through this promise and conversation and time with Abraham, uh, God made that blood covenant with Abraham. Uh, when, he, when he cut animals and made a trough of blood and then walked through it as part of a blood covenant, promising Abraham, yes, uh, uh, your descendants will will be many. Uh, I promise you that. And I al- also promise you that I'm going to give you this land. And I'm going to also promise you, as he walked through it twice, to, to Abraham, he said, uh, you can't walk this second time through the blood with me because, Abraham, I'm asking you not to sin. I'm asking you to be obedient with me. And Abraham could not walk through it because he knew that he would sin and had sinned. And so God took it on himself. And essentially what he said in this covenant is, I will walk this blood path for you if you sin and if your your descendants sin. And I will pay the price as these animals are killed, so will I be. And and the thing is, it was 2,000 years later, 2,000 years later, that Jesus fulfilled that, that promise. Um, wow. As he was cut and bled for the sins of the world on a cross. It is overwhelming to me to read the history uh, of the Jewish nation. And from that time on, the Old Testament tells us that Israel continued to sin against God. They didn't get it. It was all about them. 
It wasn't about honoring God and living for him, just like today for all of us. Trust me, I'm thrown right in there with everybody. Uh, history tells us that eventually the Jewish nation, Israel, then went into captivity. And uh, essentially, it got so bad over the years that there were no more kings, uh, no more prophets. And the Old Testament and those times of the Old Testament of just malcontent, discontent, disobedient was complete with the book of Malachi uh, as it was the last book written in the Old Testament. And this is the thing. After that book was written, we went through 400 years when nothing was written. And can you imagine uh, what that had felt like. It, it, it felt like God had gone away from them. And, and their affinity to disobey and, and to turn and worship other gods, including themselves, was, was outrageous. And the Jews of Israel eventually went under Roman control. And they prayed and they begged God to free them and give them a new king to rule them. Once again, they missed the whole thing. It was their sin that God was, you know, was wanted to deal with with them. And they didn't. They just wanted to be free and do their own thing. And the question is then, uh, did God abandon his people? No one would clearly blame him if he did. And you can be sure that many were thinking, did God rescind all the promises of sending a savior, the king of kings? 400 years is a long time. No one deserved God's grace, not a single one. And you can just imagine generation after generation of godlessness, of, of, of all the stuff that was going on historically. But God, because he's faithful, I mean, in the darkest of night, boom, a bright light. You know, you could just almost see it. And it was the night of God's choosing a 13-year-old virgin girl was awakened by God's heavenly angel. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. And he will be very great and will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Boom. Out of, out of seemingly nowhere, but in God's timing, perfect timing, there it was. In 400 years, God speaks to a young lady. And nine months later, she and Joseph went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. That refers to a, a, the, some of the prophecies we read just a minute ago. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there is no place for them in the end. And in the same regions, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. 
And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was uh, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to them who are pleased and with whom they are pleased. And, and this is Luke too. And, and I'm thinking here, can you imagine 400 years of darkness? They knew they had messed up. They had gone through kings and prophets. They didn't pay attention to the heart of God, which is the sin issue, the separation issue. And you know what? It was quiet in Bethlehem that night. And the ones that showed up were, were the shepherds. And again, it's, it just blows me away that as a world, a humanity of the world, they missed it then and we're missing it now. It's a hard issue. It's not, God, clean my heart. Show me how I can be more like you. You know, forgive me for my sins. It's like, give me this. Why, are, why is this happening to me, you know? And I think this is the heartbeat of, of the gospel. This is the heartbeat of the good news of the birth of Christ. Is that God didn't forget us. He's faithful to us. He's not going anywhere. And his will will be done. And this is what's so cool. He just forges through in the middle of our disobedience. He just keeps on going. And this is total proof of what happened in the birth of Christ. Well, when I think about this, you know, there's an importance to remembering that God's Word is unchanging. He is the same as He was yesterday, is today, and will be going forward. And He promises something, doesn't He? Yes, that He'll always come through for us. Mm. He's not going anywhere. He's not turning His back. We might feel like He has. And from our perspective, we would have turned our back on people a long time earlier, but not God. Because through Christ, you know, he has taught us his faithfulness, and he has taught us all these incredible things. But God can be trusted. His word tells us that God loves us. And when we trust in Jesus as our Savior with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul, we become his child. And he will not, we will never again be alone because God, for those who believe, sends his Holy Spirit to live in us and to teach us and encourage us to love God and to love and forgive in the process others. And, and it is through the Holy Spirit. That's what we're really looking for. His love and joy and peace that we're looking, we're all looking for that comes through the Holy Spirit, comes as a gift of God. And and because of the birth of Christ and then announcing Christ's birth so he could die 33 laters for us, for our sin, that would allow us to have this eternal relationship with God where we believe. And the thing is, the takeaway here is that he loves us and gives us hope when we feel hopeless, encouraged when we want to give up, in love when we don't deserve it. And, you know, that's why today, talking about the history of the Jews with their rebellious, 
nature. God did not lose his love for them or his ability and desire to, to give them grace. And he knew in this world we will struggle with illness, broken relationships, stress in providing for family, and our unbelief and discouragement when things don't go our own way. And God was telling the Jews and us today that when he makes a promise, he will keep it. And if God promised to send his son to pay the penalty for our sins, we can be assured that when we as believers die, we will be with him forever in heaven because he promised it. Whosoever believes in me will not die, he says, but live eternally with me in heaven. And it's so cool. We read this uh, in, in Revelation 12. 21, 3 through 4, uh, the, the beauty of our future for those who believe in our future. Uh, in the end, the last book of the Bible, he says this in Revelation 21, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. He will be their people. And God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eye. And death shall be no more. Neither shall be there be mourning, crying, or pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Wow. The hope that we have uh, that was given to us, initiated by the birth of Christ, and cumulated by the by his death and resurrection, and that we can trust God. We can trust his word. And I don't know about you, but we read about snow and ice and cold and bombs going off and people dying and the amazing amount of evil that mankind can do to one another. And in the midst of that, we hear the still quiet voice, I'm with you. I am with you, and I will mm-hmm. be with you forever. Just trust in me. And I think it, it's, I, you know, I, I, I read this stuff. I don't even like listening to the news anymore, but I just think that if we, if we get our priorities straight, it's not, it's not, don't make me sick anymore. It's like through this, just through this, can I be a light to others who are suffering? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. can I grow closer to you, Lord? Instead of, I, I, I just don't like this. I don't like being cold. I don't like being sick. And I, and, and, and I see grief and I see death, of, you know, family members dying. I've been through that too. Yeah. But, but the bigger picture is, you know, God, I know you're with me. And I know there's a better time coming. So I'm sticking with you through this. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get discouraged. And as much as this hurts and as hard as this is, you didn't give up on me. I'm not giving up on you. And I'm walking with you. Yep, in the midst of it all, there is yeah. hope. And this is, I, I, I hope this has encouraged all of you, because as we started out, I mean, the, the question is, how can I better understand the significance yeah. of the birth of Christ? And this has been yeah. so good, Nancy. Um, we want to get you all connected with Nancy's ministry, Anchors Away Worldview and Leadership Training. It's for all adults who want to affirm and strengthen their own faith and the faith of those in their church and community. You can find out more online at anchorsaway.org. 
You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio. From the word to life. 